So I'm doing something rare with a non-alcoholic spirit. I'm drinking it straight. While many non-alcoholic spirits are great mixed into a cocktail, at this point, almost none have a flavor profile and complexity to drink by themselves. And this is where Monday Gin is different. Monday has a complex, aromatic blend of junipers, natural botanicals, a bit of citrus and spices that tastes just like a London dry, finishing with a similar kick of your favorite spirit. It also has amazing texture. It doesn't feel like a weak version of its alcohol counterpart. So you can drink it by itself or mix it into any non-alcoholic cocktail to take that drink to a whole new level. Hi everyone, I'm Marco Salazar and welcome to the For All Drinks podcast, your place for discovering delicious non-alcoholic beer, wine, spirits, mocktails, and more for leading a fun, healthy, and inclusive lifestyle. On today's episode, we'll be chatting with Chris Boyd, co-founder of Monday Gin, where we'll dive into how they've made one of the best non-alcoholic spirits in the world. Thanks so much for joining us today. Monday Gin is a zero-alcohol spirit that helps you stay sharp and enjoy the drinks you love sans the hangover you hate. They're made in small batches at their Southern California craft distillery, and Monday is committed to bringing you the very best alcohol-free drink experiences possible. I love their ethos, which they believe that products should delight without downside, and they're proud to support groups of go-getters with a drink that doesn't let them down. With a cultural shift underway of a mindset towards greater self-care, staying sharp, and living a life without compromise, Monday is the perfect non-alcoholic beverage to have alongside your journey of drinking less alcohol. So here he is, Chris Boyd, co-founder of Monday Gin. Hey, Chris, welcome to the For All Drinks podcast. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I am so excited to chat with you today because you've created one of the best non-alcoholic spirits that I've tasted. And I'm actually drinking it straight. It's one of the few non-alcoholic spirits that I love drinking straight. So to kick it off, I'd love for you to share, where did the idea for Monday come from? Hey, thanks for being a fan too. We're fairly young in our journey and it never gets old hearing hearing that people love our stuff. So thank you for that. Monday really started, I think, with an idea back in probably January 2019 or so. And it's classic entrepreneur story. I'm sitting there. It's my birthday. It's like a Sunday. And I have this like high, high stress consulting gig. And so tomorrow's a work day. Tomorrow's Monday. I I stop at two cocktails and my friends are giving me shit because it's just like, Hey, it's your birthday. You can do whatever you want. And I'm like, yeah, tomorrow I'm pitching this client and I have a couple of things to do. And I don't want to be hung over doing it. I'm a type A, I'm a go-getter. And I think that was just maybe an aha moment of like, why can't I keep drinking these delicious gin drinks into the night? And I don't need the alcohol, but I do need to wake up, you know, feeling good and not hungover. So maybe just tuck that away and went about the the first quarter of that year, come back around March or so. I bump into my now co-founder, Ben, at the gym that we both go to here in San Diego. And whenever we see each other, we're both, you know, entrepreneurs at heart. We shoot the shit. And he's, hey, you're coming off the consulting gig, like what's next? And I was like, what about, what about drinks that don't have alcohol in them, but still have that complexity and that flavor profile that we all like, and we grew up drinking and we're both gin and tonic fans. And he's, man, I've been thinking about that too. And Ben has four young kids. He's got a, a really fast growing family. He's got his hands in three to four different brands at any given time. I thought I was busy and needed to be on top of my game. It's like him times 10. So we joined forces at that moment and decided to like, hey, why don't we do a little homework there? And he's a big digitally focused guy. Whereas 
I had a background in, in marketing, nightlife industry back in my 20s. And so I'm looking on the ground, if you were, bartenders and beverage directors here in San Diego, asking around. He was doing some digital research, seeing what the keywords are, the trends. And we came back to the realization like, hey, it looks like there's a movement underfoot here. And it looks like people are looking for better non-alcoholic drinks. It looks like people are looking for ways to keep their rituals, keep their day-to-days, but maybe not drink as much alcohol. Hey, we figured out, all right, Chris can actually take some time off, doesn't need to go into the next consulting gig. Like, why don't we take the plunge here? This, this sounds like something that's interesting. We're both passionate about finding proper adult drinks without the alcohol. Weren't super stoked on the kind of what we saw already out there. There wasn't much here. I know there was a groundswell in the UK happening at the time, and it was hard to get our hands on whatever was out there. So we're like, hey, why don't we give it a shot? And I think Monday was born right then and there. And no entity, just two guys making phone calls to distilleries, seeing who might be willing to take this ride with us, writing some personal checks to give a shot, see if we can get some liquid in our hand and produce something magical. And that's how it started. And it's, it's been a whirlwind tour since then, that's for sure. Yeah, I bet. And I think the other, well, one, I love that you're scratching your own itch. And I think that's the, the one of the definitions of an entrepreneur. And second, I, I think you pointed out something uh, in that story for your birthday is that one, you wanted to continue drinking something delicious while also not being hungover. But I think there's this other really interesting element of what Monday and other non-alcoholic beverages are doing is really changing what it means to drink and what drinking is and the culture of drinking. Like you said, your friends were giving you shit, drink more alcohol. Whereas right. hopefully we're able to change that culture where you don't necessarily need alcohol to have a good time. You're spot on right there. It's, I think in speaking with people throughout our, our journey here at Monday and regular people on the street, customers, investors, whoever, it's like, I never get through the full spiel and someone stops me dead and they'd be like, I have experienced the social pressure you're talking about, or my friend, or I did this to somebody actually the other day and I didn't think anything of it because it's like this cultural norm. Hey, if it's in the afternoon or evening times and you gather with other adults, you need to have alcohol in your glass. Blowing that idea up seems so reasonable once you produce that idea and challenge people with it and be like, man, we hear this a lot too. I go back to my fellow consultants that I used to work with and stuff, and they're on the road all the time. And even during COVID, I think they're visiting clients or right now going to social occasions and they're turning into Zoom social occasions, but there's still this idea that you need to like raise up your glass and then tell them what kind of alcohol is in it and be like, what if that glass was just amazing and it tasted great and it looked the part. And the only thing that wasn't in it was alcohol. Would you really care? You is, is someone else other than you. I think whether or not you want alcohol in your glass should be a personal decision and it shouldn't really be from pr exterior pressure, right? It's, Hey, we drink alcohol on occasion. We don't demonize it. People are going to do what they do, but if you have this other thing that's available to you, let's have that in your tool bag and, and just pull that out when you need to. Absolutely. And, and you're making me think about the diverse set of work situations. In, in this case, consultant. In a previous life, I was going to be a consultant, but had many friends who were consultants. And you're on the work road working all the time, but then you're going out with clients or you're drinking after 
it messes up your sleep and then you're not really good the next day. And then you're just going on adrenaline and that's not really necessarily healthy. I know another non-alcoholic beverage founder shared that when he stopped drinking alcohol and or was just drinking less of it, he was like, this is an amazing life hack because I could sleep well, I had energy, I could think clearly the next day on a Monday. You're absolutely right. And I guess what's been fun is I can revisit everyone in my past professionally and then all the people we deal with to just get business done. Hey, investors, um, vendors, suppliers, all these reps, we talk to them about this and they have their own stories of like, hey, they're at trade shows or they're pitching somebody and it's always like a five o'clock happy hour type pitch. They're actually finding advantages to avoiding alcohol because, hey, everyone else is drinking. You're starting to, you're, you're the only sharp-minded one at the time. You're getting what you need from this group and you're not giving up much in exchange and they're the, the negotiation dance and all that good stuff. So there's definitely some advantages to doing it. I'd say the people who are savvy to it are, are like very ninja style hiding that they're not drinking alcohol. They'll have one and then they'll like sneakily go back to the bartender and just ask them to pour soda water in it, but it still looks like an alcoholic drink. I think yep. that's, that's great for a survival tactic as an individual, but I think that doesn't really solve like the bigger social dilemma that we're up against. And, and hopefully this kind of movement really changes that and, and makes it okay. I think you have some brave souls who maybe aren't as wired into that mindset, which is the younger generation. And they're up and coming and just saying, look, I don't drink alcohol, but I'll go to the bar because that's where my friends are. I have this money to spend. I want a proper tasting beverage. What do you have for me? And you're not really going to be able to say no to those people very long and stay in business, especially I think with the reopening due to COVID. We're definitely seeing this onslaught of beverage directors and bartenders who get it. And they're just saying, people want more inclusive options. I don't have anything to serve them. I would love to take their money, give them a satisfactory kind of experience. Why can't we have this? So we're definitely seeing lots of folks wake up in those spaces and, and really approach us and, and others like us and saying, hey, it looks like I need to start carrying you. What can you do for me? Yeah, I really like that shift, especially with, say, bartenders or even restaurant owners or anybody in the hospitality industry that it's all about the experience and it doesn't and up until this point alcohol was a key element for a number of reasons to be part of that experience and but partially because there weren't that many good options and hopefully right. as more options are available the, the it we're, they're thinking oh i have to serve this person an alcoholic drink versus i'm going to create an experience for this person it doesn't have to include alcohol yeah no absolutely i think products like this solve so many problems for industry. And we, we think going into a brick and mortar door, it's really a trifecta, right? You're not only making the customer happy and feel more comfortable and sociable and all those good things, that's good for humanity. The bartender gets to make something with a spirit that if it's the right kind of spirit can really be poured one-to-one -one in a classic cocktail pairing. So they're not thinking about it. Typically today, you walk up and say, hey, I want something without alcohol in it. They have to create something on the spot, which I think, depending how busy that bar is, can create some disruptions. And, and when you're asked that dozens of times over the course of a night, that can add up because there's nothing like, oh, I have to concoct something from nothing rather than, hey, a gin and tonic is this, a gimlet is this, et cetera. They're also getting right more revenue into the bar, which is making tips better for bartenders. And then bar managers, of course, are seeing some revenue generation 
Otherwise, you would have been selling them a dollar water or a $2 soda, which nobody really wins in that scenario. People don't go out so they can drink soda with their friends. It's really that trifecta win, and we love it. Yeah, I think it's a win-win for, for everybody. And, and I think the thing that's really interesting about Monday Gin, in the non-alcoholic spirit space, I kind of thinking about two different types of spirits, direct and then, for lack of a better word, designer, uh, where direct is you can easily substitute uh, Monday with any other gin and have a non-alcoholic beverage and bartender can do that. There's other kind of brands that are not direct replacements of alcohol. So not everybody knows how to use them. And I think yours, it's very advantageous. I think the other side to those type of beverages, those designer beverages, if someone drinks them by themselves, they're typically really disappointed. They taste like flavored water, but if you mix them into something, it'll make whatever that drink is more interesting. I think with yours, you could drink it straight and you're just like, oh my God, this tastes like just a normal gin, if not better, very juniper mm. forward, has a little bit of a burn, but then you can totally mix it and enhance it in any cocktail. Yeah. Thanks for that. I, I feel like you get it. And I feel I'm always speaking to people who like need a little nudge into the aha moment. So it's nice to hear it from somebody who, who nailed it. I think we really come, we came into the space being gin lovers and not finding anything that was knock you over the head London dry style gin. And I think we tried some of those others that were maybe more indirect, not trying to be a particular thing that already existed. And I think Kudos to them because they blaze the trail. And that's probably one of the reasons why we and others like us are here today. But I think the other, the, maybe the downside is it's really this like vague target you're trying to hit, which for an average consumer is going to be really tough because they don't know what to expect. And I think you can almost look towards the beverages taking on like CBD elements or um, the new tropics and, and things like that. I love what they're doing in the space, trying to produce a new type of feeling for people. Based on kind of the feedback, it, it's a little bit mixed reviewed because it's, it's, I'm not sure what this feeling will be. And then the feeling is different from person to person. And I think the, the tried and true substances people know, they, they know how they'll feel is caffeine and alcohol. And it's like everything else is like this mix. So CBD to me feels this way. And to my significant other, it'll feel differently. And we're having the same amount and the same product and the same brand. And that can be tough when you're talking about trying to scratch a customer itch. So it, I'd say in, in that mindset, like we really, we did it for ourselves first and foremost. Like I wanted London Dredge gin without the alcohol. I thought other people would like that too. Turns out we're we appear to be correct when it's, we just want to paint in broad strokes for people and just make it brutally obvious because it's a, it's such a new space. People really need to know, Hey, I am a gin and tonic drinker for 20 years. I want that with this next spirit that I'm willing to take a chance on. And that's what we wanted to offer people is that opportunity. I think if you're headed in the direction of trying to create a brand new flavor type or, or category, it's just, it's such a larger hill to climb. I think You'll definitely reach people with more sophisticated tastes. And I know bartenders and mixologists really love to play in those gray areas. I think gin is so versatile that it also can play in that space, but we can also come back to people who really understand that flavor base and, and really serve them uh, properly. Yeah, that was a good overview of the different types of options out there. And yeah, there's a number of those designer kind of spirits that aren't direct that I enjoy and I can mix them into, I, I what you're making me realize is I can mix them into a drink or mix them into 
soda water and it makes that drink a little more complex or interesting or adds a flavor profile. I think the different thing, and this is for people in the audience, if you haven't tried Monday, I, I suggest you do, is that you have Monday as a base and then anything you add into it adds complexity to Monday because Monday is so complex. Like it is juniper forward. It's got a, it's got a good kick. It's got, and we were talking about this before. I'm a texture type person when it comes to taste and it's got a, it's got a thickness and a texture to it that I've rarely seen in terms of spirit. So I think that's the really unique thing about Monday. Oh man. Thank you for that. I feel like uh, we should hire you on our marketing. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean, it, it just, you're really just nailing it for us. And I think I love this space and just removing my, my, my Monday hat. I love the drinks space because it creates just new creative flavor offerings. And, and I think maybe one of the silver linings of COVID and people staying indoors and, and to themselves is they are starting to do things for themselves more and exploring what it is to create your own food. There was a, a, a huge baking binge at the start of COVID. I think we're seeing across the board more people taking drinks into their own hands and being bartenders. And I see some celebrities out there like making Negronis and things like that. That was pretty cool. Stanley Tucci, he did a decent job, even though he, he shook he shook a Negroni, which you should never <laughs> do. But I think people are just more hands-on and saying, hey, I, I have some control over how these things taste. And I think those complex drinks and, and people maybe fine-tuning what it is that's coming to their palate is fantastic and great for everyone and my product, but others included. And I think that's what will get people excited about staying in this space. And I, I think more than I want Mondays to, to succeed, I, I really want this space to succeed because having proper flavorful options without alcohol is just so key, I think, to, to really pulling the world forward. If all you're doing is drinking alcohol with other adults, there's no way that goes anywhere but downhill fast. And, and just having this side by side, I think makes so much sense. I'm all about that. So even taking a step back, we've been talking about how delicious Monday is. When you guys had this idea and you started making calls, what are the next step? You said you were calling the distilleries, but how did you actually go into making the product and testing and, and eventually coming up with it? Man, I, we started getting on the phones and, and just really thinking about, hey, who makes gin today and who could potentially point us in the right direction of making our gin? So I think starting with distillers made a ton of sense, at least in my mind. I probably got laughed off the phone 84 times, including guys that were just genuinely upset that I had even considered that idea of, I love gin. Where do you get off removing alcohol from it? Of course, I won't help you. In fact, if I hear about your idea ever again, I'll do something, right? Wow. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, we must be onto something because nobody's, yeah, I can do that for a couple bucks and, and it's going to be great. Hey, if we can achieve this thing, maybe there there is a pot of gold hiding out there and some thirsty people to, to reach. So that was interesting. I think Call 85 was to a fellow entrepreneur who owned his own distillery in LA, award-winning like distiller, alcoholic drinks maker, really on our level in terms of, we think this is a good idea. We haven't done it before. And if we're willing to take the ride with one another, let's go, let's produce some liquid. Let's refine it until we get it to a point that we like, and let's just try this. Now that was Rob Rubens. He's the owner of R6 Distillery in, in LA and 
He's a great guy. Didn't laugh us off the phone. Was down with the idea. He makes gin as well. He understood kind of the flavor profile we were after and we laid out some do's and don'ts of, of what we wanted to taste like. Again, just based on personal taste, but also knowing that our personal tastes were in line with mainline gin drinkers. So we thought we'd paint and broad strokes there and make it really bold juniper forward. So we took that and ran and I think we, we wrote him a personal check in April. We didn't even have a company at that time. And probably by summer, we had some liquid to taste. And I think the first three, two, two were not good. And one was like, wow, it's 85% of the way there. It wow. was so good. And we were expecting, hey, 40% would be amazing as long as it didn't make us like spit it out because we just know this is a long road. And so we, we took a huge step forward in only a few months there. And I think that really sparked the, we have something here. And now it's like refining the last 15% over the next few months meant, oh, we're a little behind now. We actually need to start market testing this for real and getting our direct-to-consumer strategy going and forming the rest of our team, getting a brand going all that good stuff. That was the work in the summer into the fall. We were doing some mini tests in the background online, just making sure again, our hypothesis was true. This is a movement that's happening. Other products coming into the fold. We're, we're seeing lots of brands put their flag in the, in the sand, if you will, you know, with online landing pages and stuff. So we're definitely seeing this groundswell of support and we're like, okay, one final test for the holiday season. Let's do a Kickstarter, right? So Kickstarter is the ultimate public validation it's essentially free. And hey, if you hit your goal, it funds your first batch. You know? So we gave that one a go and we hit our goal, I think in less than 48 hours, which was pretty amazing. People, people definitely vibe with what we have and they took a huge risk on something they, they only could see, they couldn't taste. So that, that was pretty good validation too, that like, there must be something to this. I think coming out of that Christmas season, handing people their first batches in January, getting some feedback to just quick updates to packaging, quick updates to little formula things here and there, ready to roll at the end of Q1, of course, COVID hits. So that was fun. That was an interesting time. We, we definitely said, hey, we have to move forward anyway. So that was quite an interesting time. I think one of the best questions I, I usually get is, oh, hey, how's business during COVID? And I'm kind of like, that's actually the only reality we know. We've only been live selling products during the COVID era. And it's been an exhilarating ride. I'd say there's more eyeballs on the internet, which, which really much aligns to our digital plan and direct to consumer. However, as other DDC folks are probably smiling if they're listening is once you stock out, it's impossible to get new stock. The supply chain is just choked by all the problems that COVID is causing. And everybody is going to the same places to try to refill on, say, glass or corrugated paper. Or at the beginning, there's a shortage on raw gin materials because we're fighting with oh, big wow. alcohol for the same thing because everybody's buying alcohol while they're hunkered down too. So it was it was amazing. I think there was even a brief shortage of cork in Portugal. And uh, yeah, it was, it yeah. was fun. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. 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 So I, I think it, it brought together like the world is a big place, but it's actually very small when it turns about where you're going to get your common materials shared by others in beverage worldwide. So that was, uh, that was quite quite the feat. But yeah, we've been in market now for almost a year and seeing tons of growth, reaching lots of new customers here in the US. And it's been fun and exciting. It's every, every day is every day I wake up grateful for where we are and what we're doing. And customers definitely every day have a story and they're so forthcoming with here, here's where I was with alcohol or here's my situation or, Hey, I'm taking a break. And I heard about your product and 
And because your product is so similar to what I'm used to drinking, I actually don't miss it. So 30 days turned into 300 days. And I'm just like, it, it just blown, mind blown. I was like, wow, I thought it was for people who just needed an occasional, hey, I'm drinking on a Sunday type of thing. So like literally changing how people approach alcohol, if at all now. And it's it's been cool. I, I, I think what we're starting to see is that there is these beverages are for literally any and every occasion imaginable. I think for me, I had a gin and tonic. For me, tonic usually has a little bit of sugar. I try not to drink that much sugar. So mm. I actually had a Monday and tonic after I worked out because there's zero calories, no alcohol, and it's actually, it's, it's, it, and then the sugars were great after a hard workout. So I, you could, you can use this type of beverage in every situation occasion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think a brand new product in a brand new space, there's, there's a hundred things that I could say about the product, but of course, bringing it out to people, you're lucky to, to get two or three things to, to folks. And it's such a new category. So we don't lean forward with the health benefits. But I think to your point, it's what is zero calorie, it's no sugar, it's vegan, it's gluten free, it's really this amazing versatile base and flavor base is one of those versatilities, but the other is the health, right? So whatever it is you have going on with your health, and you have a specialty diet, you have health concerns, you, you have some medications that you're taking, you're pregnant, whatever's going on with you, this should be able to just become that foundational piece of whatever beverage you are and then build it accordingly. So I think to your point, it's like, Hey, I'm going keto, no sugar. Cool. I'm going to look for mixers that don't involve sugar, but it's not like we start you off with 20 grams of sugar and you're just like, Oh, I guess I have to shelve that for a special occasion. So it's definitely trying to be as many things to people based on where they are with their lives right now. Yeah. And I love that you launched on Kickstarter, Total Entrepreneur got customer validation, also built a community at the same time. You all have been growing during COVID and now you're entering into another investment round, but you're doing it in a unique way. Can you share how and why you're doing it the way you're doing it? Yeah, 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 for sure. We're actually right now live with an equity crowdfunding raise on Republic and it's fantastic. It, it really is staying true to our roots of being community from day one and, and just helping people get through their day with a proper beverage without stress. And I think with that, it's like, we, we really do connect with people one-on-one -on -one and, and just feel connected. Hey, we, we're doing virtual right now, but a lot of these customers, if I could, we'd be meeting at a bar and just having a proper beverage, right? And just shooting a shit. It really feels like that type of connected community. And these folks are like, hey, you changed my life. How can I help? And we've been hearing that for, for such a long time, even back to the Kickstarter days. So it made a ton of sense while we're fundraising here. We're at a point where we've seen growth and any good product company, when they see a certain amount of growth, in order to get to that next level, you really do need to level up your funding, right? Being a bootstrap is, is wonderful. I love it but it does have a lot of restrictions on there's only so much inventory we can buy at one time. There's only so many great deals we can get that are limited to cost per unit. All of those types of business things, just meaning like we have to go get that money. And I think the route we picked just based on our community who wanted to help was like, Hey, the crowdfunding route, it, it's so exciting because people, everyday people with a credit card and 150 bucks can get involved. And you can, you don't have to be an accredited investor. You don't have to be part of a fund. You can just be an everyday person 
just like our customers and, and actually become an investor. And hey, when this rocket ship takes off, you benefit along with us just as a co-owner. And while you're along the ride, you, you kind of become this brand ambassador, which I love. And they're, we're already seeing it. The, the round hasn't even closed. People have committed some money and they're already sending us notes of, hey, I, I told that's a friend of mine that I'm a co-owner in this thing. They should take a look. Turns out like they're a beverage director for 12 doors in their city. And they're just like, yeah, bring us in, bring us in. Let's do this. So imagine that with thousands of brand ambassadors slash investors out there, the power that that gives. And those who have spent money and done deals with brand ambassadors means you don't get that much for your money. Not to say that, that they aren't great, but when you have an investor who actually wrote a check, they're really embedded with you and part of your community. And they're going to fight for you. They're going to talk about you to their friends. You don't have to prompt them because it's a sense of pride. I, I really you know, vibe with these guys. They have my money. I'm invested with them. I'm going to spread that gospel. And I think that's great, not only for Monday, but for the space too, because we need those advocates out there really talking about it. And having that conversation with people is like, hey, I, I challenge my friend circle. Why is it always an alcoholic beer night on Thursdays with poker with the guys? Like, hey, try this. And it, it's, I think that's how you do that. And for anyone listening, thinking about it, maybe passionate and hitting this point where they need some funding and, and they're looking at the various options, right? Like, definitely take a look at equity crowdfunding. It is, I think, the next wave. It's the democratization of investing. It's bringing profits to the people. And you don't have to be this accredited investor. And you don't have to do all these things, jump through these hoops. Like, you literally can take that into your own hands. And for causes you believe in that actually happen to make good business sense, you can really like connect with those groups, help out. And when they do good on the business side, you benefit as well. Love it. I love that community approach. And as we wrap up, what do you have coming up? Where do you see Monday going in the next couple of years? Also in part with this new funding? Yeah, sure. We're going to go fly as high as our funding allows. I think we've poured some kindling and, and we've got this little fire going and, and funds in will really pour gasoline on that fire and, and make this thing as big as we can go. I think in terms of just reaching more customers, that's really what we're about. Letting people know like products like ours do exist and they have the opportunity to change your life for the better, even in a small part to changing your daily routine or, hey, once a week when you used to drink alcohol, now you drink this. It's a Wednesday night. It's a Tuesday night. Nobody's saying you're going to change your party weekend plans, but we're here for you. And we want you to know we're here for you. And I think that takes marketing spend and advertising dollars and outreach resources. Also, I think it's about providing more taste and flavor opportunities. Hey, not everybody's a gin fan. I get that. No big deal. So we have something like uh, a whiskey coming out next. It'll be out in the next month or two. Oh, Super awesome. excited about that. Yeah. We're, I think strategically, there's about six times more whiskey drinkers than gin drinkers in the U.S. But I think more so like whiskey is, I think it reaches so many more people on a deeper level for those who are whiskey drinkers, right? It's like you have your cocktail group, you have your neat drinking whiskey neat group. It, it can go in so many different directions. I think women are starting to drink more whiskey too. So I love that it's just going to be more inclusive. Hey, it, you don't have to be just a gin drinker to be part of our community. Now it's whiskey. We're also thinking about some more accessible items like ready to drink cocktails in a can that are non-alcoholic that are portable. I think 
once COVID hopefully ends soon, people are going to be out more than ever in storms, but they might take their healthier drinking habit with them if there are opportunities to provide that. Hey, if there's only White Claws there, you might go back to your alcohol habit now that you're out doing events and stuff. But if there's a non-alcoholic option that you can bring with you, maybe you'll curtail that a little bit. Maybe your behaviors will, will start to stay. We want to enable people's hard work with, with something that's going to meet their needs. So yeah, a lot of plans there, but I'm super stoked to just be able to work as hard as we can to reach as many people as we can. Awesome. Super exciting. I can't wait to try the RTDs as well as the whiskey. Well, thanks so much, Chris, for taking the time to share your story and also just creating an amazing non-alcoholic beverage. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Let me uh, talk a little bit. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you were inspired by Chris's story, as well as I hope you get a chance to try Monday Gin. It's one of my favorite non-alcoholic spirits, as well as go ahead and check out their fundraising campaign, and you can invest in an innovative non-alcoholic beverage company. If you're subscribed to the show, thanks for being part of the For All Drinks community. I'd be super grateful if you can take a moment to leave me a rating if you enjoyed this episode and the podcast. If you're not a subscriber yet, be sure to subscribe to this and all the other episodes of the podcast to start discovering more delicious non-alcoholic drinks. Lastly, visit foralldrinks.com for show notes to this episode and sign up for our newsletter to get the latest non-alcoholic beverage news, special giveaways, discounts, and more. Here's to drinking healthy, inclusively, and different. See you all next week.